0: Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Old First Presbyterian Church Podcast. Please subscribe. All right. Check you out later. Bye.
1: good morning beloved and God bless you and welcome to worship again with the Old First Presbyterian Church. We are located at 820 Broad Street in downtown historic New Jersey where we are transforming lives through the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. I am the Reverend Dr. Betty J. Tom and I am the pastor and servant leader of this great congregation we welcome you to worship on this Mother's Day 2021. Happy Mother's Day to all of you mothers, all of you surrogate mothers and grandmothers and fathers who function as mothers and aunties and cousins and all of you who nurture, who give birth, who create. God bless you on this very special day. May it be a delight for you today. Today is also the sixth Sunday of Easter. Yes, we are still in the season of Easter. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. And we are on our way to Pentecost Sunday. We want to say thank you to Mr. Kevin Harris. Let's give a shout out to Mr. Kevin Harris, who is the music director here at Old First Church. Thank you, Kevin, for that prelude that opened up our worship service today that is preparing our hearts and our minds to be in this worship space today. You may not be able to see it, but the candles are lit. The candles are lit symbolizing the very presence of Christ in this place and among us. Perhaps you have candles at home that you have lit as well. We welcome the light of the world into our worship service today. Can you say amen? Amen. But beloved, come now, let us worship the Lord with this call to worship. The call to worship can be found in Psalm 98, Psalm 98, verses 1 through 4. Get your devices, open your Bibles, and read along with me now, Psalm 98, verses 1 through 4. Sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm has gotten him the victory. For the Lord has made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of all the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth towards the house of all Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Amen. Amen. We are ready to make a joyful noise unto the Lord today. Beloved, would you join me now as we open up our service with prayer? Let's pray together. Eternal and gracious God, in the name of the risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we come. Here we are again. As Andrew likes to say, Happy Sunday, or whatever day it is that you are viewing this worship service. We thank you, O oh God, for another opportunity to gather together the body of Christ in the virtual space. Our virtual community, O First Church, all of those who follow us, who watch our worship services, we thank you, O God, for bringing us together one more time. We ask that the Holy Spirit, love divine, we ask that you would be with us, walk with us through this service today. O God, we are grateful and thankful for another opportunity to sing your songs, to read your scriptures, to pray your prayers, and to preach your word. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, the one who came, the one who is yet to come. We give you thanks. We give you praise. Amen and amen. Well, as is our practice here at Old First Church, it's time to pass the peace with one another. And so look in your household at somebody. Give them a knuckle. Give them a high five. But let's take a moment and let us pass the peace. Hi, everyone. May the peace of Christ be with you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Aliyah, for passing the peace with us today. Well, beloved, we have a special treat for you today. We have Mr. Andrew Darling and we have Mr. George Johnson, who will come to you with songs of praise and worship and just lift our hearts and lift our spirits and get us ready for the preaching of the gospel. And we also have a special treat today, a tribute to the mothers, a spoken word from the Reverend Sheila Spencer will be coming to us with a spoken word for all of the mothers today. So what a treat to have Reverend Sheila Spencer with us. I know you will enjoy the spoken word that she has today. And then Mrs. Cassandra Harris will be reading our scripture today. Oh, I love to hear Cassandra read that text with passion and with power. She'll be reading out of 2 Samuel, chapter 21, verses 7 through 14. And today my sermon title is Mother Rispa. Mother Rispa. You think, who is Rispa? Well, you're going to find out if you don't know. Amen. So get your Bibles open. Get ready to read that scripture with Cassandra. And be blessed by the ministry of George and Andrew and Reverend Sheila Spencer. Amen. Happy
0: Sunday morning. I shall not, I shall not be moved. I shall not, I shall not be moved. Just like the tree planted by the water, I shall not be moved. The church of God is marching. I shall not be moved. The church of God is marching. Oh, I shall not be moved. Just like the tree planted by the water, I shall not be moved. King Jesus is our captain. I shall not be moved. King Jesus is our captain. I shall not be moved. Is our captain. Oh. I just like the tree. Sorry. It's alright. Oh, now we gotta do that yeah. <laughs> I was. I'm kind of glad that that happened.
2: Cause what's up? Um, does the, do you usually see the cleaning people when you? No, I don't. Wow, what's up? they you the usually gone by the time they get. Because if they if you don't see
1: them, then you don't have to call Julio.
3: But don't see
0: them, don't call them. Because they're the ones that usually close the door. Oh, okay, no problem. I thought you were going to tell me they need to clean. Such and such and such. and oh, such. Oh no, no, no. As a, as so I'm glad as we as did that happened. So works. basically, oh, okay. I, right. shall not, Thanks, I shall not, I shall not right, be nice. moved. I keep, keep it. it What's good? Okay, because like, in my mind, I thought of it as. Syllable, we were singing no, it again. It's okay, Okay, cool. It, cool. Whatever you were doing was <coughs> fine. Okay, mm-hmm. could we, it wasn't bad. Could we just again? <laughs> okay, happy Sunday morning! Here we go. I shall not, I shall not be moved. I shall not, I shall not be moved, just like the tree planted by the water, I shall not be moved. The church of God is marching, I shall not be moved. The church of God is marching, I shall not be moved. Just like the tree planted by the water, King Jesus is our captain, oh, I shall not be moved. King Jesus is our captain, oh, I shall not be moved. Just like the tree planted Planted by by the water, I shall not be moved on my way to heaven. I shall not be moved.
1: Oh, on my way to heaven.
0: Shall just, like just like the tree planted by the water, just like the tree planted by the water, just like the tree planted by the water, I shall not be moved.
3: Up over 50% of our bodies and covers over 70% of the earth, making it an essential element of invaluable earth. Water sustains, builds up, and protects us. It's an element unlike any other, just like the sustaining, building up, and protection that comes from a mother. You see, water is not confined and can be defined in many forms rivers, brooks, lakes, and seas. Likewise, mothers are not confined and can be defined in many forms godparents, teachers, mentors, and aunties. Mothers, like water, can provide those calm moments in the midst of storms with wisdom that runs rich and deep. And mothers, like water, can rise in rage when someone comes against or attacks the ones that they guard and keep seeing. Water represents life, renewal, transformation and is constantly flowing just like the love of a mother that is eternally present and constantly flowing water is life-giving an essential element of invaluable worth unlike any other just like the invaluable essential love that comes from a mother and remember that a mother is not confined and be defined in many forms mothers come in the forms of mentors, teachers, godparents, neighbors, and aunties. Mothers are elements unlike any other. Just as water is life-giving, essential, sustaining and protects us. The life-giving life and renewal and love of a mother Sustains us. So remember that. Just as water is this essential element. Unlike any other. It reminds us of the essential. Loving. Sustaining and thriving. Love. Of a mother. Mothers come in many forms. Just as water comes in many forms. Of rivers, brooks, lakes and seas. Mothers come in many forms. Pastors, mentors, neighbors and untease. water represents life and renewal and is constantly flowing, just like the love of a mother. Whether in heaven or on earth, it's constantly, eternally growing. Thank you for the gift of mothers in whatever form they may be. We are grateful for love of mothers that flows throughout eternity. Thank you. Blessings.
2: This scripture is taken from 2 Samuel, 21st chapter, verses 7 to 14, New International Version. The king spared Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul because of the oath before the Lord between David and Jonathan, son of Saul. But the king took Armoni and Mephibosheth, the two sons of Ayah's daughter, Rizpah, whom she had born to Saul, together with the five sons of Saul's daughter, Merab, whom she had born to Adriel, son of Barzillai the Maholothite, he handed them over to the Gibeonites who killed them and exposed their bodies on a hill before the Lord. All seven of them fell together. They were put to death during the first days of the harvest, just as the barley harvest was beginning. Rizpah, daughter of Aya, took sackcloth and spread it out for herself on a rock. From the beginning of the harvest till the rain poured down from the heavens on the bodies, she did not let the birds touch them by day or the wild animals by night. When David was told that Aya's daughter, Rizpah, Saul's cockbine had done, he went and took the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan from the citizens of Jabesh Gilead. They had stolen their bodies from the public square at Beth where the Philistines had hung them after they struck Saul down on Gilboa. David brought the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan from there, and the bones of those who had been killed and exposed were gathered up. They buried the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan in the tomb of Saul's father, Kish, at Zelah in Benjamin, and did everything the king commanded. After that, God answered prayer in behalf of the land.
0: Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Pure. And with Thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary. I thank you. You are, Lord, for you.
1: Again, I say thank you to George Johnson and Andrew Darling, to Mrs. Cassandra Harris for the powerful reading of our text today and for the reverend sheila spencer for that spoken word mothers like water thank you all for using your gifts and talents in our worship service today well beloved i'd like to invite you now to join me in a prayer for illumination and then we'll get right to the mother's day message today that will thrill your hearts delight you today challenge you i pray mother rispa and so let us pray our prayer for illumination would you pray with me gracious and loving God in the name of Jesus Christ the light of the world the one who came to show us light from darkness to illuminate us we ask you O Holy Spirit that you would speak to our hearts our minds that our ears would be open that our hearts would be receptive on this Mother's Day to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church today in this powerful text in 2 Samuel, chapter 21, verses 7 through 14, about this mother, Rispa. Oh God, walk with us, guide us through the text. And at the end of the worship service today, may we say, did not our hearts burn? May we say, I got it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Second Samuel, chapter 21, verses 7 through 14. On August the 9th, 2014, almost seven years ago, Michael Brown, Jr., an 18-year-old black man, was fatally shot by a white Ferguson police officer, Darren Wilson in the city of Ferguson, Missouri, Missouri, which is just outside of St. Louis. Brown was fatally shot by Wilson at about 12.02 p.m. When the paramedics arrived, they covered Michael Brown's body with sheets. But Michael Brown's body lay in the streets of Ferguson another two and a half hours while they waited for an investigator from the St. Louis County Medical Examiner's Office to arrive. He arrived at 2.30 p.m. Michael Brown's body was removed from the site where he was murdered at four o'clock in the afternoon, some four hours after he was shot and killed. Local residents and those across the country cried out and criticized the authorities in Ferguson for leaving Michael Brown's body in the street for four long hours. It appeared that the officials simply took their time processing the scene and were were in no big hurry to remove the dead body of Michael Brown Jr. Their actions were seen as demeaning, degrading, demoralizing, humiliating, and just downright disrespectful. Those of us who are mothers or who function in the capacities of mothers, be it a grandmother or even a father, an auntie, a cousin, a foster mom, We felt that gut-wrenching pain and total disbelief. What Michael Brown's mother must have felt as the news stations continually looped and replayed the scene over and over again of her dead son's body lying in the streets of Ferguson, Missouri. Unmoved. Undignified. We understand that there is a love that a mother has for her children that supersedes the love that she may even have for herself. One author said, a mother's love is a miracle. Well, this text today that Cassandra so beautifully and powerfully read in 2 Samuel chapter 21, this text is tragic and it is triumphant. It is vile and it is victorious because one woman, one mother had a love that would not give up. She moved the hand of a powerful king and she caused God to recall a famine and to heal the land. What does a love that will not give up in this text, what are the benchmarks for us today? What can we take from this powerful text about this one woman, this unknown mother, Rispa? Well, let's take a look at her story as much as we know, as much as the scripture tells us. And let's witness this kind of love today. The scripture tells us the ones that we did not read, verses 1 through 6, it tells us that there was a severe famine in the land of Israel for three consecutive years in the early days of King David's reign. So David did what David always does and what his, his, his ministry, his life uh, portrays. David went to the Lord and asked God, why this famine? God told David that the land was suffering because of the sins of Saul. Saul, former king Saul, in his zeal to kill off the enemies of Israel, tried to wipe out a whole group of people called the Gibeonites. The Gibeonites were not the enemies of Israel. No, they were actually under a covenant agreement with Israel to be protected. But oh well, Saul killed them anyway. In large numbers, genocide, Saul attempted to wipe out the Gibeonites. And so God told David, the blood of the Gibeonites is crying out from the ground because there has been no justice for the wrong that Saul had done to the people. And King David, King David went to the Gibeonites and he asked them, how can we make this wrong right? And they told King David, we don't want your money. We don't want your silver or your gold because no amount of money can bring back the people that we have lost. And we have no authority to kill anybody in Israel. But you are the king, King David. King David naturally wanted the famine to cease, so he pressed the Gibeonites for an answer. Give me an answer. What will satisfy you what will satisfy your people and they said to king david give us seven male descendants of saul that we may kill them and that will satisfy us now i know that this point in the text may give some of you pause They actually asked the king to turn over seven male descendants of Saul so that they could be murdered just like Saul murdered their descendants. Well, King David honored their request, and he surrendered to them uh, seven male descendants of Saul. But Bethabashef, the son of Jonathan, he did not turn over. He gave them the two sons of the concubine, Saul's concubine. Her name was Rispah. He turned over her two sons. And he turned over five grandsons of Saul by his daughter Merab. And he gave them over to the Gibeonites. And the Gibeonites, the scripture says, hung all seven of those men on a hill in Gilbreth. You know the number seven has a lot of significance. It means completion. And so in the mind of the Gibeonites, these seven male descendants of Saul, they completed the justice that they felt they needed in order to move forward. The Gibeonites hung the seven sons, grandsons on a hill, and they left their bodies exposed to the heat, to the sun. And they did not even take their bodies down and give them a decent burial by sunset, which is what the law required. They let them hang there to be in total exposure and humiliation in degradation for the animals to, to eat and for the vultures to eat out their eyes and pluck out their flesh. They were making a point with the sons of Rispah and the five grandsons of Saul. Beloved, can you imagine the grief that Rispah must have felt when she went to the hill and, and first watched her sons and the grandsons of Saul hanged, impaled, And then saw that the Gibeonites were not going to allow her to bury her sons proper. Can you imagine the grief? Can you imagine the grief of Michael Brown Jr.'s mother as she watched and as she begged and as she waited and his body lay in the streets of Ferguson for hours and hours and hours? This kind of grief can be heartbreaking and overwhelming. And certainly those of you who have lost a child know the pain of having to bury your own child. Well, multiply this times 10 when you would not even be able to have the closure to begin to heal and to have the peace that sometimes a proper burial will bring. If you are there, if you have lost a child, then you can identify with the agony of Rispa, Mother Rispa. You identify with her, her agony. But, beloved, this woman, this unknown, insignificant woman that scripture never ever speaks about except at this time that, that no one ever talks about or rarely preaches about, this Rispa, this Mother Rispa. She had a love that would not fail. You see, a love that won't fail is a, is a persevering love. Look at the way that Rispa handled her son's deaths. The first thing that Rispa did was she, she put on sackcloth. She took sackcloth and burlap for herself, and, and then she spread some out on the rock, on the place overlooking the place where her sons and the five grandsons of Saul were murdered. She spread it out on the rock. You see, that, 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 that rock is not, is not just a literal rock, but it also it stands for the rock, which is Jesus Christ. She spread herself out. She threw herself at the feet of the rock the rock that is Christ. Her grief-stricken state, this mother made up her mind that she was going to stay right there at the foot of the hill on which the dead corpses of her sons were hanging until somebody came and took them down. Amen? Amen. The scripture says she stayed there from the beginning of the barley season, which is in late April, until the heavy rains came down in October. You do the math. She stayed there for five long months. Hot days, cold nights, Mother Rispa did not leave. She stayed there because she had a love that persevered. I said to you, she spread herself out on the rock, the rock which is Jesus and the natural rock. This mother weeping and wailing and praying, calling on the name of the Lord on behalf of her dead children. A love that will not quit is a praying love. It is a determined love. It is a persevering love. She did not even think about her own safety, her own needs or wants or desires. She had one goal in mind, and that was for her sons to be honored in death. She was going to draw some attention to herself so that the king would do the right thing by her children. Beloved Emmett had a mother, Emmett The young man that was killed because a white woman said that he made a pass at her. He has a mother. Trayvon Martin, Trayvon Martin, 17-year-old boy with a hoodie on that drew a vigilante white man who want to be cop shot this young man. He has a mother. George Floyd cried out for his mother while he was being murdered with a knee on his neck. Eric Garner has a mother. Andrew Brown Jr., who was shot in the back of his head, execution style, has a mother. Botham James, who was shot in his own apartment, minding his own business, watching his own TV, shot by a police woman who was confused. He has a mother. Freddie Gray, beaten to death by Baltimore police officers in transit. He has a mother. Tamir Rice, 12-year-old boy with a fake gun in his hand, shot dead by policemen. He has a mother. Down through the years, these us mothers of black and brown children have had to persevere and we've had to throw ourselves on the rock the rock that is Jesus, in order to deal with the pain of losing their children. This is a persevering kind of love. A love that never fails is not only persevering, but it will not allow the beast to devour her children. A love that never fails will not allow the beast of this system to devour her children. Rispa, she was a nobody. She was a concubine. She was one of Saul's concubines. She was a sex slave. She was an insignificant woman who had no power, no authority. In the eyes of the powerful people of her day, she was a nobody. But her name, Rispa, it means hot, cold. And burning with love and passion for her dead son's bodies, she fought off the wild birds by day, and she fought off the wild animals by night. She would not let them eat the bodies of her dead sons or the five grandsons of Saul. She would not sit there and watch her son's bodies become breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the beast of the air and for the wild animals in the field. Did you notice in the text today that Mother Rispa was out there on that mountainside, on that rock, all alone by day and by night for five months? The scripture does not say that any other mother was with her. Where were all the other mothers and grandmothers? She was alone. Or was she really alone? You see, this one mother, this one woman, she was not really alone because God was with her. Listen, moms, you are not alone because God is walking with you through the valleys, through the crooked places, through the hills, through your joys and your sorrows, as you watch over and pray for our children, you are not alone. We are not alone. I am the mother of four sons, and I am not alone. I know God is with me as I pray for my adult sons. God is with me. Who protected Rispa? God protected Rispa. Because God will always stand up for that which is right and just and fair. I watched uh, the uh, replay of the funeral of Andrew Brown, Jr., the man that was shot in the back of the head uh, just recently in another violent police shooting. And I I watched some of the the replays of his funeral on last week and they made mention of the fact that the mother of Eric Garner, and other mothers who have lost sons because of police violence were standing with her. The message is that we mothers of sons of color, of black and brown sons and daughters, will not stand by and allow the system to continue to kill off our children. That's the message. This is not one mother's issue. This is not one mother's problem or sadness. This is every mother's issue. And we stand together. Listen, mothers, do not allow this demonic system of structural racism to devour your sons and daughters. Stand up for them, advocate for them. Fight off the wild beast of indifference of prejudice, of brutality, we stand with and for our children. Because a love that never fails, a love that never gives up, will not allow the beast to devour her children. Can you say amen? And then lastly, beloved, a love that never fails changes It changes the home, it changes the community, and yes, it changes the world. Look at what happened with Rispa. Look at this weeping, wailing, persistent, loving mother, Rispa. Look how she got the attention of King David. How she moved the hand of God to heal the nation. The scripture says that when King David was told about this woman, this mother, who would not leave the bodies by now, the bones of her dead sons, David was convicted in his spirit to do the right thing by this mother. And so David went and gathered the bodies of Saul and Jonathan, and also the other seven men and they all were given a, prep, a, a proper burial. One insignificant woman, one nobody concubine, changed the heart and the mind of the king. You know, there's a scripture that says the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And he turned it, whithersoever he will. Rispa because she wouldn't give up, because she had a love that would not fail, because she stayed in place and she cried and she wailed and she prayed. David, the king, was told and he moved with compassion to not only go get Jonathan and Saul's remains with the other seven men and they all were buried in the proper fashion which satisfied the justice of God, and healed the land of the famine. You see, a godly mother can change a home, can change a community, and yes, can even change the world for good. Amen, amen. Do you know that Mad M-A-D-D, Mothers Against Drunk Drivers, was founded in 1980 by a mother, one woman, Candace Leitner. Candace Leitner founded MAD, M-A-D-D, after her 13-year-old daughter was killed by a drunk driver. Clarence Bush, then 46 years old, had a history of DUIs. And that year, he ran into 13-year-old Carrie as she walked down the street in the suburbs of California. He left the scene of the crime after the accident, and he left little Carrie's body in the middle of the street. This mother got mad, literally, and politically, M-A-D-D, and she went all the way to Congress and got laws passed and started what is now a worldwide organization MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Drivers. You see, a love that never fails is a persistent love. It's a love that will not surrender our sons or our daughters to, the, to be devoured by the beast of the systems. It's a love that changes the home, the community, and yes, as Catherine did, even the nation. This event in Ferguson, in August of 2014, it it unleashed a fury of unrest in Ferguson and across the United States of America, and yes, even in other countries. Protests rose up all over the country. Some were peaceful, and some were not so peaceful. They continued for weeks. Protesters used the slogan, hands up, don't shoot. And as a result of this national outcry, an FBI investigation took place in the city of Ferguson, and it turned the city of Ferguson, Missouri, upside down. You see, mothers, mothers are like water, flowing, life-giving, fearless mothers. We are fearless when it comes to our children. And like Respa, we are determined, who was determined to get her sons a decent and proper burial. We will not give up on our children. She did not give up until the job was accomplished. E.M. Foster, the writer, said, I am certain that if the mothers of various nations could meet together, there would be no more wars. Amen? This is love. This is the kind of love that never fails. This is also the message of Easter, that God sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. For the scripture says that God so loved the world He did it out of love. A mother's love, the closest thing to God's love, is a love that never fails. May you experience this today on this Mother's Day. Love your mothers. Shower them with honor because a mother's love never fails. God bless you, beloved. God keep you. Amen. Well, beloved, I am just uh, thanking God for this message today and this story, this pericope about Mother Rispa. What a powerful, what a powerful, loving example and model of persistent love of a mother. Beloved, if you're out there and you don't perhaps know that kind of love. I wanna invite you to experience that love in Jesus Christ. I know some people may not have grown up in a home with, with a loving mother or may have lost their mother at an early age or lost their mother in childhood and maybe you haven't experienced that kind of love. But I want you to know that God will be your mother God will love you and does love you unconditionally. If you don't know that, I want to invite you to know, to come to know Jesus Christ as your mother love, as your Savior, as one whose love will never quit, whose love will never fail. It's very simple. It's very simple. The scripture says, if you will believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, that God raised him from the dead, that Jesus is everything he says he is, if you believe it with your heart, if you speak it by faith out of your mouth, the scripture says that you are saved. The scripture says that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Beloved, I invite you to call on the name of the Lord on this Mother's Day 2021, so that you will experience the unconditional love of your mother and yes, of God, Mother God. When you do that, I want you to reach out to us at Old First Church in our virtual format, call the church office, reach out through us in the chat. It's being monitored. Let us know that you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, so that we may journey with you and pray for you on your newfound walk of faith. God bless you. I know that you, some of you out there in virtual land have given your heart to Jesus Christ today. Well, beloved, I wanna lead us in our Apostles' Creed. This is what we believe. We say this, this is our confession. We say this every, almost every Sunday in worship. If we were together, we would say it every single Sunday. The Apostles' Creed is our confession of faith, one of our confessions of faith. And so I'm going to read it. I want you to say it with me. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, and he ascended into heaven, and he sits on the right hand of God the Father Almighty, and from there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting this is what we believe can you say amen and amen and now it's time to pray it's time for us to lift up all of our prayers and concerns we call this prayers for the people and i certainly don't know all of the things that you're dealing with all of the things that are on your heart today on this mother's day but let's lift them up to the lord Let's take all of these concerns, our cares for our children, our cares for the things in the world, cares for our health, our finances, our relationships, our jobs, whatever it is. We serve a God who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask, think, or imagine, and that is the truth. Let's lift up these prayer concerns to our mighty God right now and let us say the Lord's Prayer for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Beloved, God has heard our prayers today. And God is a God who still hears and not only hears, but God answers prayers. Can you say amen? You believe it? Amen. Amen. Two quick announcements for you today. Our coffee hour is immediately after worship today. Yes, coffee hour from 1230 to 1:30. Old First Church will be in coffee hour. That Zoom link is waiting on you in your mailbox right now. Go to it, get it ready, and we will be in coffee hour and catch up with one another and and celebrate Mother's Day today via uh, our virtual Zoom link today. Just check your mailbox, your weekly announcements are sent to you from our media team, and we have some very, very important announcements for you, so please read your announcements. Open that announcement link and read your announcements. God bless you. And also this week, check your U.S. postal mail. You will be receiving a congregational letter from me, Pastor Uh, uplifting and informing you of all the things that are going to be happening in the month of May, some of the month of June, and certainly as we prepare for our um, town hall meeting on next Sunday, we will have a town hall meeting May the 16th so that we can begin to bring the congregation up to date on our reopening in July. July 11th, we will come back together to worship in person, face to face, and you need to know how that's gonna happen. And so check your announcements and the congregational letter for very, very important information. And I invite you to be with us in town hall with the leadership in Town Hall on next Sunday as we discuss the reopening plan for the Old First Presbyterian Church. Thank you so much for your attention to all of these announcements. And now our benediction. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the, the great apostle Paul talked about what love is. And he talks about, if I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not love, and he talks to us about charity. And then he ends that 13th chapter with these words. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Beloved, may you know and experience the unconditional love of a mother and of our creator God. May the peace and faith and hope and joy and love of God be with your spirit now and forever. Amen. Amen. Well, beloved, if you enjoyed our services today, we ask that you would like us on YouTube, go to YouTube, ring the bell, subscribe to our YouTube site so that you can continue to get these worship services and any other services from the Old First Presbyterian Church. Visit our Facebook page, our Instagram, our Twitter, visit us, our website. You'll be blessed with the information that you will find in our virtual space. And we pray that you will have a wonderful and powerful and loving week as you continue to walk with and serve God. And now I turn you back over to Mr. Kevin Harris for our post loop. Amen. Amen.